Welcome to another Macquarie Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. He sits on his own, just over there, the end of the hall on his sturdy chair. His eyes look out with the blankest stare, the man I don't know, whose love I'll never share. The boy crouched down, huddled with fear as mustard gas filled the fetid air, shells blasting bodies all around, till all at once that whistle sound sent him and his mates out to the blood-soaked ground. Out from his trench he came with the rest, across the fields they gave their best. Some fell that day to eternal rest, others raced forwards to face their test, facing death till battle's end. One and all, boys became men. And as he sat alone, just there, still carrying wounds he could not share, we must not judge, but rather tell that dreadful day from gunshot fell, the day the boy did never plan, the day when Grandad became a man. Till long ago his life now spent To his eternal rest he went. No more his chair or blankest stare. No more the scars he could not share. Completely free, heart whole again. Once a boy, forever a man. All men must die when life is done. And so it came to be. The boy once filled with fear and pain at last... The man was free, his anguish gone, the memory stilled, the longed-for peace was his at last. The boy became a man. I wrote that poem um, about three Anzac days ago to commemorate my granddad. That's him up there, a fine, strapping-looking young man. He was 21. He was um, on the Western Front in World War I. He got um, gassed with mustard gas and he got shot in the left thigh with machine gun fire, broke his femur. He got sent to England to be treated. Um, And there he met and fell in love with a young nurse by the name of Laura. And Laura and my granddad moved back to Australia. Who's that? That's that's another fine-looking young bloke, isn't it? Hey? Hey? What a handsome dude that is. I was 16 and I joined the Royal Australian Navy. And my mum and dad didn't want me to do that. And I didn't know why they didn't want that. I didn't understand why they wouldn't let a 16-year-old son of theirs leave home and join the Navy. And it only occurred to me probably two weeks ago when I was preparing for this message, the Holy Spirit said to me, the reason they didn't want you to go and join the Navy was because they didn't want to have repeated what happened to my dad's dad. 
See, my dad's dad, my granddad, came back from World War I, started his life after the service, but the most, of his, most of his adult life he spent sitting in a chair at the end of the hall with a blank look on his face. Today we'll describe it or diagnose it and treat it as post-traumatic stress disorder. In those days, the best they could come up with was shell shock. And often they didn't diagnose it, it wasn't treated. Granddad was never treated. So he was stuck in this chair every day, thinking about the mates he'd lost, replaying over and over and over in his mind the sights that he had seen, the things that he had heard, what had been done to him, what had been done to his mates, seeing his mates die left, right of him day in and day out, and he just played that over and over and over in his mind every day. And that had a negative impact on him. It had an impact on his marriage, it had an impact on his family, it had an impact on his work life, it had impacted every aspect of his life. And as horrible as that is, as sad as that is, as tough as that is to think about and deal with and hear about, people still do it today. You and I may not have been to war. Are there any servicemen or women in the house? One, two, three. You don't have to go to war to be injured or wounded. My granddad was injured by a machine gun bullet thudding into his leg and, and mustard gas coming and getting all over him. But you don't have to have been to war to be injured. You don't have to have been to war for stuff to get into you. We live life and life does stuff to us. Life beats us up. And people say stuff to us and people do things to us and we see things happen and we hear things and it gets into us, it injures us, it wounds us, it hurts us. And we have to be real careful lest we sit in our chair. See, we all have an emotional chair. And if we're not careful, we can go back to our emotional chair and think about what's been said to us. Think about what's been done to us. And we play it over and over and over and over. It's the song we sing. It's the tune we hear played in our head, in our heart, in our mind. And we need to be really careful. And this morning I want to share with you that you don't need to do that. If that's you this morning, if, it's, if that's resonating with you, if what I'm saying is resonating with you and you think, that's me, you're describing me, how do you know me? That's what I'm like. I'm, I'm all smiles and froth and bubble on a Sunday, but I go home and I just want to curl up in the corner and cry because that's what life is like for me. 
because it's horrible and people have said horrible things to me and done nasty things to me. Jesus says in Matthew, if we can have that up on the screen, come to me, all who are weary, all whose stuff has been said to you and done to you, all who are carrying a load of hurt and pain, Come to me, anyone who's been injured. Come to me, anyone who's struggling with what's been done to you, what's been said to you. You know, as a, as a young fella and as a not-so-young fella, I'm not too young anymore, I used to be down on my dad because of the things that he said and that he was an absent father and all the rest of it. The Holy Spirit spoke to me about it a few years ago and he said, your dad is a product of his dad. And the way your granddad was impacted the way your father is. And you have to be careful that you don't let that impact the way you bring your kids up. Whoa. So Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary, all who are tired, all who are weighed down, all who are burdened by life, come to me and I will give you rest. Who wants rest in their life? Who wants rest in their soul, in their spirit, in their mind? Who wants those thoughts to stop banging away in your brain? I did a funeral for a very dear friend of Debbie's and mine on Thursday and I didn't sleep Thursday night because I kept replaying the funeral over and over and over and over. I should have said this, I shouldn't have said that, I didn't do this, I didn't do that. And it went on and on and on. Thank goodness God took that away from me. But we do that in life. We just keep replaying the same stuff over and again. And Jesus says... Come to me and I'll give you rest. But guess what? Come to me isn't here. Come to me isn't when we sort of, I, can't, I don't think I can, I'm not limber enough, I can't curl up. But come to me isn't when we're curled up in the chair. Jesus says, get out of your chair, come to me and I will give you rest. But here's the thing. There's an exchange needs to happen. Jesus says, I will give you rest, but I do it in exchange for you giving me all the stuff that you're dealing with. See, Jesus is able to give us rest. He wants to give us rest. He can give us rest, but not while I'm grimly hanging onto the chair and not letting go. If I want to keep playing that song over and over and over again in my heart and in my head and in my mind, Jesus says, come to me. I've got the rest you want. Come to me. Get out of your chair and come to me because I will give you the rest. But we have to exchange. We have to give him all of our hurts, all of our pain, all of our injuries, all of that insult, all that offence that's been done to us. We have to give it to him and he promises to give us rest in return. Now, there's a story in, the, in John, if we can have the first of those up. It's a story where, 
where a guy had been disabled for 38 years, for every day for 38 years, he went to the temple and he sat on his mat beside the pool. And he went there and every day he thought, today might be my day. Today, maybe the water will be stirred and maybe, just maybe, I might be the first one in the pool. And if that happens, maybe I might be healed. And one day he's there with hundreds of other people, all with their own issues, all wanting healing. And Jesus walks in and none of them see him. And Jesus fixes his eye on this guy who's been there for 38 years and he comes up to him and he says, do you really want to get well? That sounds a bit harsh, doesn't it? I mean, this guy's been paralysed for 38 years and Jesus says to him, Well, mate, do you really want to get well? You've been camped here for 38 years beside the water. You haven't managed to get in there yet. Do you really want to get well? What Jesus was saying to him was was this. I can heal you. I can sort you out. But it's going to mean a complete and radical and total change in your life. Everything you have known about life is going to change. Your identity is going to change. Your purpose will change. Your self-worth and self-value and self-esteem is going to change. Everything will change if I heal you. Jesus is saying the same thing to us today. Do you really want to get well? Do you really want to be rid of those thoughts, those memories, those emotional scars? Do you really want that out of your life? Because Jesus says, if that happens, there's going to be a total and radical change in your life. See, my granddad... His identity was, I'm a World War I veteran, I've been cruelly injured, that's who I am. And he drew his identity from that, he drew his worth from that, he drew his value from that, he drew his purpose in life from that, and he lived out of that identity that he put on himself. And Jesus says, no, 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 don't live like that. You come to me, come to me, come to me, come to me. I will give you rest. I want to take that off you. I want to completely and radically turn your life around. I want to put worth and value that you don't know about. I want to put that in you. I want to give you such esteem. I want to... I want you to see yourself with a different set of eyes. I want you to change your identity from one who's been hurt to one who is free. 
you know, in Isaiah it talks about Jesus and it says that Jesus came to set the captives free. He's come to set us free from being captive to those emotions, those hurts, those things that have been done to us. It said that he came to bring the prisoner out of darkness into light. And when we're carrying around emotional scars and emotional pain, it gives us dark eyes. We only see the world through dark eyes. It says that Jesus came to, to um, give us oil of joy for mourning. Take off the ashes of mourning. All of that, Jesus wants to do. He wants to do that exchange for us. So he says, don't spend your life sitting in your chair. Don't spend all your life hurt by what people have said to you, damaged by what's been done to you. Thinking it over and over and over and over. Replaying it over and over and over and over. He says, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't need to. I have come to set you free. I have come to give you rest. When Jesus healed that guy who'd been beside the pool for 38 years. Jesus went back to the temple a few days later and he saw the guy. The guy no longer had a mat because Jesus had told him when he healed him, he said, get up, pick up your mat and walk. In other words, you need to see yourself in a different Light. You need to have a different picture of who you are. So I want you to take that stuff and go. And then a few days later, Jesus runs into him again at the temple and Jesus says, G'day, mate. I'm the one who healed you. Remember that? God says, yeah, yeah, I do. And Jesus says, the second most offensive thing that I think is in that story, stop sinning or it'll get worse. I thought, oh, this poor guy, he was disabled for 38 years. First of all, Jesus says, mate, do you really want to get well? Then when he heals him, he says, stop sinning. What Jesus is saying, he's saying to you and me today, And he's, please, 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 can you open your ears and listen for just one second, even if you forget everything else. I am not saying, and Jesus is not saying, that personal emotional hurt and pain, stuff that's been done to us, said to us, things we've experienced, things we've been through in life. I am not saying, Jesus is not saying that that is sin. I'm not saying that that is the result of your sin. It might have been the result of someone else's sin, but it's not your sin. It is not sinful to feel emotionally hurt, damaged. So what was Jesus saying to us when he spoke to that guy? There's a principle there. The principle is this. Don't go back to the chair. See, Jesus wants to heal us, he can heal us, we can be healed. 
But if we go back to our chair, ah, that's comfortable. Oh, I remember this place. Oh, this is nice. Oh, yeah, all the pain and all the hurt. I remember that. Ah, that gives me, ah, yes. Jesus says, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't go back to those thoughts. And if you find yourself going back to those thoughts, call out to Jesus and ask him to set you free from them because if you go back, it'll get worse. Because as you play over those thoughts again and again and again, you'll start to feel even worse than you did before. So Jesus says, don't go back to your chair. See, my message this morning, I should have told you this earlier, my message is called the empty chair because we, need, we all have a chair in our life. We all have an emotional chair in our life where we've gone to when stuff has been done to us, said to us and hurt us. And Jesus says, come to me. Come to me. Come on. You can do it. Come on. Give me your hand. Come on. Up you get. Come on. Out of there. Now, I want you, all that stuff you're carrying, give it to me. Give it to me. Oh. Jesus says, okay, I've got it now. Come with me. Walk with me. Follow me. Come here. Come here. Now, this is what we're going to do with. Here we are at the cross. I put it at the foot of the cross. It's not yours to carry anymore. You don't have to carry it anymore. The chair's empty. You have my rest because I've taken that burden off you. So this morning... Can I ask everyone to close their eyes? Maybe there's people here this morning who have got hurt and pain in their life because of stuff that's been done to them and said to them. And maybe this morning you're hearing Jesus say, I want to give you my rest. And Jesus is saying, it's time to get out of the chair. It's time to give me all of your hurts, all of your pain, all of those things that have insulted you, offended you, judged you, criticised you. Jesus is saying, give them to me. Come to me and I will give you my rest. I will exchange all of that stuff you're carrying for my rest if that's you this morning eyes closed I just want you to slip your hand up so that I can see and I'm just going to pray for people here this morning Father I pray for those people here this morning who've got their hands up that have that have no that have connected with you heard you speaking to them gracious God I pray your rest be upon them Father enable them to do that tough thing of the exchange to give you their hurt to give you their pain their offence the judgmental critical things that have been said Father flood them with your peace 
bring rest to their soul. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this message. For more information, please visit macroylifechurch.com.au.